Whether it's golf, grandkids, or world travel, retirement offers plenty of choices. You've saved for it. You've earned it. Now enjoy it. Before the big day, make sure you take a look at federal income taxes you're likely to face on several sources of retirement income. Welcome to The Money Professor with Chris Longworth. All right, and welcome into The Money Professor with Chris Longworth. I am Chrissy Paradis, your consumer advocate, and joining me is Chris Longworth, principal at the Financial Education Group, who's been a financial educator for over 10 years, and he's got over 45 years in business experience and acumen. Chris, how are you doing today? Good, Chrissy. Good morning. How are you this fine day? I am great. Thanks for joining me for a, a, a show that I think is going to really help teach others how best to plan for a successful retirement. Well, thanks for having me. And again, it's a question that we get asked quite a bit. And so it's it's a topic on everybody's mind, especially right now with the way things are in the, our economy. And everywhere you look, communities have questions. Things are are different right now. Things are uneasy right now, and it's not the normal trajectory that we're y'all used to. So as things change, we have to be flexible and change with them. Absolutely. And what what are some some of the concerns that apply to planning for your retirement and that retirement income where taxes might throw a little wrench into plans? Chrissy, that's a great question. And that's one of the the things I think is the most overlooked when it comes to retirement income planning is taxes. It It's estimated that for most people in most of their deferred accounts, your traditional IRAs, your 401ks, traditional 457s, all of these programs have basically rules that are associated to them. And part of that is that you have to pay Uncle Sam his piece when you use those dollars for your quality of life. And if we don't plan for that, it can be one of the most expensive parts of your retirement will be taxes. That's that's kind of uh, overwhelming to some people, I imagine, um, especially if they if you're going in planning your income and just not even factoring in the 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 tax element, what what would be the best way to break it down for people who might have their finances in organized in different across different accounts? Maybe you talked about the traditional uh, IRAs and the four hundred one ks, or a Roth or something along those lines. How would those differ? So. Think of retirement accounts as two different, actually three different types of boxes. One, we have the traditional deferred, meaning that we don't pay taxes on that money today. We're allowed to put it away and save it into the future. And when we go to use that money into the future, we then have to pay taxes at that current rate of whatever the tax rate is at that time then you will pay Uncle Sam those taxes due on those dollars. The 401k, IRA, 403b, 457 plan, all of those are traditional deferred accounts, and they all are subject to that type of taxation in the future. Your 
tax-favored or tax-free accounts, then there's two different types. There are tax-free and there are tax-favored. So tax-free would be your Roth IRA, Roth 401k, Roth 403b, a Roth 457. Those would all be tax-free income at the time of selection. And then tax-favored, that would be your non-qualified accounts. They grow in a tax-favored environment to the fact that the only taxable liability on those accounts is the capital gains tax. As you pay your tax on the dollars and then you invest them, and the only taxable liability is on the growth of the account. And the advantage to a non-qualified is that you have access to those dollars at any time for whatever purpose you need them for. So they're a little bit outside the rule box of access. Yeah, for most of your retirement accounts, they want you to be able to save forward. And the whole idea is so that you're not you know, constantly raiding the kitty so that you actually have something when it comes time to retirement. And so that's why they put that 59 and a half age limit on there. But if you should want to have access, then that's where a non-qualified account could be a more suitable type of a, a strategy. Just that's what uh, that's what the review is really all about, Chrissy, is it helps us determine which is the best strategy for you and what are we trying to achieve. So if we're going to look at tax controllability and try to control taxes, we definitely want to keep that in mind and, and make that a focal point when we start strategizing of how to achieve your goals. Absolutely. And with so many different options to choose from, it's something that you really want to enlist the professional's help on. And Chris is going to translate what can seem to be a very overwhelming process and a very complex process into clear and practical terms and offer solutions specific to your financial situation. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true face-to-face financial review. And the number to call is one 800 980-2215. That's 800-980-2215. And for the next 10 callers, you're going to get a comprehensive financial review. It's going to show you where you're at now. And more importantly, it's going to give you a roadmap to where you need to be. And in short, there's nothing to lose. So call now. We've got over 10 chances to to get that review today, that's 1-800-980-2215. Back to the penalties associated with withdrawing some of your funds sooner than 59 and a half. Let's say there was some sort of emergency. Would would there be any way to circumvent that 10% fee? That's a great question, Chrissy. And a lot of uh, folks really don't understand this piece. And this is where a lot of mistakes are made. And, and there is early access opportunity for very specific types of events. So in other words, if you have a medical emergency, that can be a qualifying event. First time home buyer, first time home buyer, that can be a qualifying event. Uh, COVID actually opened up an access port for some people to access their accounts to cover expenses because of uh, being laid off or or what happened with our economy being shut down. A lot of people needed access to extra money for daily living. 
So there are some circum circ uh, special circumstances that can be called upon to get you some access, but they're very mm -hmm. limited. And again, you have to be very careful. You don't want to make a mistake here because a mistake is not only expensive, it's painful and painful in the fact that you're going to pay a penalty and taxes on top of that penalty. Which can absolutely add up, it seems like, over time. It's the number one mistake the IRS loves people to make because it's there is no turning back. That mistake is not fixable. Wow. And it's not like you can say, oh, gee, I'm sorry. And uh, IRS is not that forgiving. So, so you can't plead stupidity or, or I didn't know. I'm sorry. I wish I did because that's the, I, I would have to say that would be my mea culpa. I would say, I'm sorry. I really didn't know, but I'm not sure that's enough of a, of a reason for the IRS to drop, to drop that against me, I guess. The only way that you can fix such things is to discover them within the same year that you made the mistake, and then you have an opportunity to fix it before you file your taxes. But generally, people don't discover these mistakes until they're getting a notice from the IRS that they're being assessed a penalty and taxes. And generally, that's when the excitement starts. And that's not a good place to, to have some excitement come into your life is, you know, with a, a notification that you're being you're being assessed a penalty and taxes because uh, you did something incorrectly where you thought or maybe didn't think and just did it without knowing. But you really have to be careful. Again, retirement accounts are not something that um, should be you know, thought about uh, haphazardly. You need to be very careful and just to make sure that, again, that you don't want to make mistakes. You don't want any excess penalties or taxes of any kind coming to you. That just takes money off the table for you and your family. And your your goal is to help teach others how best to strategize and plan for the retirement that they have maybe thought of or dreamt of and and not necessarily taken the steps and planned it out yet. So I feel like there's a really great opportunity for people who have been on the fence about calling a professional and felt a little intimidated or concerned about what might be beneath that financial rock that they've, they're afraid to look under. Um, but you have so much experience of teaching and explaining all of the caveats associated with retirement to people and you're offering this comprehensive financial review to our listeners by calling 800-980-2215. That's 1-800-980-2215. There is no cost at all to you. That's 800-980-2215. What people need to really ask themselves is do they have knowledge for certain? Do they certainly know what is going to happen with them and their money in the future? And if they don't have that certainty about them, if they can't answer that question when somebody asks them, how much taxes are you going to pay in the future? If they don't know that, good reason to call and stick around. Folks, it's advice like this that really puts it into perspective how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Call right now, 800-980-2215. 
That's 1-800-980-2215 for your no-cost, no-obligation, personalized retirement income plan. Chris, what's coming up after the break? Coming up next, let's talk about contribution limits and what that looks like and how much can you put in. the money professor with Chris Longworth. I am Chrissy Paradis, your consumer advocate, and I am joined by Chris Longworth, who is the principal at the Financial Education Group with over 45 years of business experience and acumen. Chris, what are we about to tackle in this this segment? Well, what follows are things we'll probably know, but it's sometimes it's good things to hear. And, you know, straightforward and in, in very clear and un, unambiguous way. So let's talk about some of the things that people do and some of the, the things where they go with their money and then talk about the contribution limits that are set for such things. Remembering that the IRS is our partner in most of our retirement savings or our qualified accounts. The IRS sets the limits of which of how much we can contribute. We get to choose where it goes sometimes and sometimes not. But when we do have a choice, then we want to know what those limits that we can contribute are. And so for most people, you've got the 401k and the IRA. You've got 403bs and 457s for public servants. You've got the simple and KEO programs for business owners and small business owners. And they all have different limits of contributions. Your traditional IRAs are limited currently to six and actually just went up this year, seven and eight thousand dollars. If you are under 50 years of age, it is seven thousand dollars. If you are over 50 years of age, it is eight thousand dollars. In a 401k, you have up to nineteen thousand dollars worth of contribution limits. In your simple IRAs, they just were raised to $14,000 for this year. And for your 403Bs, if you're under 50 years of age, you have a $20,500 limit. If you are over 50, you have a $27,000 limit of contribution. And again, those are called the catch-up amounts after the age of 50. So again, they're trying to make it a little bit easier for people to catch up in their retirement savings once they reach a certain milestone of age and work career. It's kind of like that hurry up offense strategy almost. It's the it's literally the 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 fourth quarter and you've got, you know, 10 minutes left in that quarter and that's really what it allows you to do is kind of get ahead of it a little bit, put some extra money away and if you are using traditional deferred, it allows you to deepen that that deferral and get a tax break a little bit deeper that year, put more money away. Or if you're doing the Roth, it just allows you to save more into the future so that you have more tax-free income when it's time. I'm not sure many people know what the difference between a bear and a bull market is, but it seems like people like to throw those terms around a lot and pretend that they do. And they do. And it's, it's, it's either aggressively moving forward or it's aggressively moving backwards. And that's what a bull and a bear market simply represents. 
is a bull, just as it would say, is charging forward. So think of the bull in the China shop syndrome, just charging forward, reckless abandon, screaming full steam ahead. The bear, on the other hand, is a little bit slower, a little bit lumbering when it moves. Um, Tykes likes to take its time and bears sleep a lot. They'll, they'll hibernate. And so a, a retreating market or a market that is pulling back is often referred to as a bear market simply because a bear will retreat into its den and hibernate all winter long. So just those two analogies helps us get a framework in our mind of what we're looking at and what that is really referring to. But what it really means is the volatility in the marketplace. As volatility increases in either direction, it doesn't matter whether it's a bull or a bear market. And this is where people kind of get lost. They're looking for the, the bull or the bear movement and the volatility is what's going to take away your wealth. So and in the long it, run, it can be catastrophic it, either on either side. It can be. And so again, it just depends on where you are and how you're positioned and you know whether you're in the right spot in the marketplace or not. Um, and that's a very difficult thing to discern if you do not have, you know, expert level knowledge. It's generally for the most, for most Americans, they really rely on someone else to tell them what to do and when to do it. And that, that can be a scary proposition if you don't have a basis of knowledge to at least engage the conversation and have some, some, some footing underneath you to know if I make a decision, what does it actually mean? And then be able to make a decision based on the facts of the situation. It seems that if you don't have somebody that's on your side that's willing to say, hey, well, that's what a bear market did to your portfolio years ago. But what it does now is and lays it out for them. I mean, that that's something that's like in, an invaluable resource. And that's something that you're offering to help people make the best decision for their personal financial landscape. And Truly, because Chrissy, what, what really is driving all of that for us is the fact that people really don't have that, the basic understanding of what an investment is. And is that in how does it work? To, in, that people should be embarrassed by at all if they... It's not, no, it's not something that I, I have people actually tell me they're, they are embarrassed when I when they speak to me that they don't know enough. And I really tell them not to do that, not to feel that way. It's not their fault. So all of you listening out there, it's not your fault. It's that the, the information is not readily available in most places, in most areas. Most people don't know where to go to get truth and facts. They don't go to classes taught by academics. They go to classes that are taught by salespeople and they get, you know, pitched on things, pitched on strategies, pitched on products without ever really understanding why or what it is. One of the things that I try to talk to folks about is, is think of investing as not entertainment. Investments are not entertainment. You don't buy and sell things just to buy and sell things. You have to have a purpose as to what you're doing and to why you're doing it. And this is where people can get trapped into, and literally it is just as intoxicating as it is at the casino. If you like to go to the casino uh -huh. and you like to 
gamble at the table and, and I love to play cards. And so I like to play blackjack and, you know, I ask folks regularly, if you sit down at a blackjack table and you put your money on the table and the first three hands you lose, whatever you bet the dealer takes, you lose first three hands. And then the next, the fourth hand, you win a dollar. You've already lost $20, but the fourth hand you win a dollar and it's enough to keep you at the table. And that's the draw that I see a lot of people get hooked into investing where they'll buying and selling things and they're really not making a whole lot, but it's the thrill of the buying and selling things that they're all of a sudden attached to. And you really can't do that with your retirement assets. That is literally a disaster waiting to happen. Chrissy, what calls to mind a, a gentleman I was working with a few years ago, and this was just before COVID. He uh, called me up and said, Chris, I wanted to talk to you about my, my investments. And so I went over and sat down with him and he said, he was so proud of himself and brought it up on his computer. And he says, I'm doing this here and I'm doing this there. And, and I'm, I've got this here. And he's showing me everything that he had laid out. And in the blink of an eye, and I'm not kidding, the blink of an eye, 35% of his account evaporated right before us both. Oh, no. And he sat, he literally sat back in the chair and he looked at me and he goes, what happened? And I said, I don't know. What are you doing? And he was stunned. He was absolutely stunned. And I, you know, again, I showed him where the accounts had the stocks and bonds, the things he was so proud of rolling and turning and buying and selling. He put a lot of money into one that literally went upside down and he was losing value faster than he could get rid of it. And that is the reality of the volatility That's what happens when you are in a marketplace and you don't have any guidance. You think you know something. You read a book or you saw somebody on TV, and I'm not real fond of the talking heads on TV, only because they don't do any education. They do a lot of talking and selling, but they really don't do a lot of planning. I rarely see income distribution plans come from these types of things. They will be surely glad to tell you how you can accumulate and buy and grow and sell and but that's not distributing money for a lifetime. And so that has to be part of the plan. And that's where if you view investments or investing as some kind of a thrill ride, you're you're not going to win at the end of the day. Warren Buffett had a a great quote a few years back. uh, was asked, how long is forever in investing? Well, his response was simply only buy something that you'd be perfectly happy to hold if the market were to shut down for 10 years. Wow. That's what people need to think about when they talk about how long should I be doing something? Or I simply ask them, are you going to be retired for part of your life or the rest of your life? That's it's that's crazy to think about. One of the best things that Warren wrote about years ago was making sure that you had proper balance in your retirement savings and he, he liked to use a, a phrase because he owns many companies and he owns many uh, of these types of investment organizations in general. But the bulk of his assets, 80% of his assets are in safe and secure investments that cannot be lost or threatened by the economy. And that's where the bulk of his assets are. He literally has 20 to 25% of his assets at risk at any one time. And so here's one of the richest men, the most one of the smartest investors, the the Oracle of Omaha, as he's known. 
And if we would do, we would all do well to emulate that style of, of strategy because it works. And like I said, if you, if you don't have more than $3 million to invest, you must be exceptionally careful. And even if you do have more than that, you still want to be exceptionally careful because any dollar lost is blood, sweat, and tears that you have put in that will not come back. And so this is what I, again, the other thing I wanted to bring about is people talk to me all the time. Well, it'll come back. I'll, I'll make that money back. Well, does it come back? No. And so losses are losses. What you get is new earnings on a new lower balance. So that misnomer that if I lose 10 and I make 10, I'm okay, right? No. If you lose 10% and you make 10%, you're still down by one and a half percent. It's it's like the blackjack, the, the it, blackjack it, analogy. You still it lost. Exactly right. So it's just you haven't lost. It's just like and a better analogy is this. You go to the casino, you take your quarter, you throw it in the slot machine, and you do that. Now you've got about $5 in this thing, and it pays you back $2. And you think you hit a jackpot with those $2, and you play some more. You put another $5 in, it gives you back two more dollars. And now you're $10 in, you've got $4 in your pocket, and you think you're a winner. They make you feel <laughs> like a winner, that's for sure. And that's the whole point is it. It's the draw, the thrill of the gamble that people get caught up in, and that's where you become a jeopardous situation. That's where things can go very wrong very quickly, and you find yourself working for many more years than you had intended because you lost all of your quality of life or a significant amount of your quality of life money, and you're having to go back to work. So, you know, again, it's it's... It's a mindset that you have to be very keen about. It's a very laser-focused effort that we put forward to make sure that you have actionable steps that you can take that will give you a known result. Now you can set a plan of action in motion and expect to happen. Absolutely. And that's why we offer the opportunity to review your individual circumstances at no cost and no obligation so you can find out how much risk you are really taking, and if there are any red flags that could be potential problems for you in the future, how much you're paying in fees, commissions, potential tax liability, and be able to find security in a lifetime retirement income plan. And if you want to take advantage of this complimentary review with Chris Longworth, please give us a call, 800-980-2215. That's 1-800-980-2215. Chris, what what are we going to tackle next? Chrissy, real fast, too. If you do call and you end up in the voicemail, please, please leave your information. I promise somebody will call you back just as soon as possible. It has become rather busy. When we come back, the U.S. Senate is expected to vote soon on what's being called Secure Act 2.0. The original Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Act was passed in 2019 and brought many changes to retirement planning. What's in 2.0? Details when we get right back. And welcome back to The Money Professor with Chris Longworth. I am Chrissy Paredes, your consumer advocate, and I am joined by Chris Longworth, principal at Financial Education Group. He has been a financial educator for over 
10 years with over 45 years in business experience and acumen. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Chrissy. I'm doing well. This is definitely a topic that I have a lot of questions about, so I'm sure you've heard a lot of these before, but let's just start with what is, what is the SECURE Act 2.0? So the U.S. Senate packed, passed the SECURE Act 2.0 by a vote of 414 to 5, uh, truly a bipartisan bill that the likes we have never seen since the original SECURE Act passed. They all are at it again, and we've got some highlights that uh, we can show you about how it's going to change retirement planning. And what they're going to do and what they did is that they changed several issues of age and RMDs, or the required minimum distributions, uh, required minimum distributions on deferred traditional types of savings accounts or retirement accounts started at the age of 70 and a half. And that now has been pushed out to the age of 72, allowing basically all Americans who wish to work a little longer to do so without having to draw money from their savings until they actually did retire. That's pretty significant, I guess, when you get to the age of 70 and a half. It is. It is. Again, a lot of folks were still actively working at 70 and wanted to go for maybe a year or two more and try to save up a little bit extra. And they were being forced into distribution at the age of 70. And so finally, Congress realized that that might not work as well as expected and uh, gave people a chance to actually work a little longer, save a little more. And so in increasing the, the age, when would that go into effect potentially? It's in effect for the 2022 tax cycle. So it's in effect right now. Oh, wow. And in, in January of 2023, they're going to increase it to 73 years of age. And then in 2030, they're going to increase it to 74 years of age. And then in 2033, it'll go to 75 years of age. It's an attempt to be inclusive to those who might not want to retire or transition into retirement a little bit. Or, Chrissy, there's another way to think about it in the fact that people are having to work longer yes. because they don't have a plan of exit on time. And they find themselves in their middle 60s, and they are not ready for retirement. They're short. They don't have enough money. They may have to work another 10 years. And so if you were having to then start distribution at 70 and a half, and you still had 10 years to go, you could see where that's not going to work out real well. So really what it has done is those people that were not prepared, it now gives them a chance to work longer and get prepared. Those that have saved properly and, and have really been focused on it and made it a, a very high priority in their life, they are able to exit on time or even early and not have to be subject to, to these types of rules. Well, we spoke about the RMD penalties a little bit, but it seems that the RMD penalties are, are not going to be waived in any way, shape or form. Is there going to be any reduction or changes at all made to it? There may be. And so, again, under the current SECURE Act, they're looking at reducing the penalty by half, by 25%. So, I mean, that is being talked about right now. If they do pass everything as expected, it will take the 50% 
penalty basically and, and cut it to 25%. And then that's going to help again, if you do make a mistake and don't distribute your money on time, um, it takes the sting out of it, but it's still a penalty. It's still, it still should not happen. It's still quite a bit. I mean, that's pretty incredible. I'm thinking about, you know, my, my mother-in-law who's a nurse and she's 71 and she's still working and her retirement date kind of came and went and she's, you know, still working those, those 24 hour shifts and, um, God bless her. But it seems like a lot of the things she thought she would be doing, she's not. And, um, (laughs) and I imagine you, you meet with a lot of people that are in that exact predicament. And to be clear, yes, Chrissy, that is generally where people find themselves is that everybody is working hard for the purpose of retirement. We're, we're diligently shedding our blood, sweat, and tears for that future day when it comes. And when it comes, we want to enjoy it with the fullest and not have any concerns over existing and the quality of life diminishing or anything like that. We want it to just continue on. And, and if we, if we do this correctly, you get to wake up the day after retirement and every day is Saturday thereafter. If you don't do it correctly, it's a Monday forever. And so that's how I kind of like to, to, you know, put it in people's minds that if you really want to do this correctly, and we're really Mm -hmm. focused on the RMDs and focused on income planning and focused on how and when you can do these things, then yes, you get to enjoy every day of retirement like it's a Saturday. And if you don't, um, it's a Monday for the rest of your life. And that's kind of a tough thing to think about, you know? Well, that's a power, that's a powerful analogy because I think we can all relate to the feeling of waking up on a Saturday and feeling excited that we've got a full weekend ahead of us, blue skies, but you get to pick the day you get to choose what happens on Saturday. Right. And, and with, with help from a professional such as yourself, you understand the ins and outs of the financial world and how it's evolving with things like the Secure Act. Chrissy, on one its- of the one of the things about Secure Act that most people don't realize is that there was a a couple of provisions that forced people into an employer's program. Part of the Secure Act, what was what's called the auto enrollment in retirement savings plan. It literally is a you if you have a four hundred one k or a 403B, you must be enrolled automatically into that plan as a a means to help you force savings into the future. So if your employer has matching program where they'll put in, for instance, 3% of your salary, every employer or employee, whether you contribute or not, is going to be enrolled in this program and the the company is going to have to contribute that piece on their behalf. So again, it's an it's a way to to put that idea out there that if here's my take if it takes the government to create a law that forces people to put money away, that should raise a whole lot of questions in people's mind as to why would someone do why would they do that? And it's simply because the statistics show us that not enough people save properly or at all. And the statistics of that are very evident. It's estimated that less than 50% of America has $10,000 to its name. And less than 70% of America has $40,000 in the bank. 
that's pretty scary. That's scary. Absolutely. You start thinking about that and then all of a sudden, well, Social Security is what I'll retire on. Well, Social Security is only 25% of what's needed if you get the full amount. And that's going to change going into the future. And that's a big if. A huge if. I mean, the the Social Security Turndown Act is already scheduled an event. It is an event that is going to take place in the year between 2033 and 2034. Those who claim at that time and thereafter will receive anywhere from 25 to 30 percent less than those are claiming today. There is tons of articles written about that. It is... It is going to happen. So again, it's it's an event we know is on the horizon. You must plan for that. And if you don't, then you end up on the on the short side of your retirement income. Absolutely. And the the first step is really just to sit down with a financial coach and if anything that we're talking about resonates with you and you feel the need to just get a, even a second opinion or you want to Make sure that your plan is aligned with your goals because people's goals can change as they get older. And Chrissy, what what people need to really ask themselves, and I would say anyone listening here today, ask yourself one question. Are you absolutely sure about what is going to happen? If you have any question in your mind, please call us. Let's talk. Let's have that conversation. Let's take a review and see what's going on within your portfolio or your plan, if you have a plan. And if you are hearing this and you realize that you really don't have a plan, by all means, give us a call. Be more than happy to sit down and and design one custom made just for you. So call right now, 800-980-2215. That's 1-800-980-2215 for your no cost, no obligation personalized retirement income plan. You can get a spot on Chris's calendar and sit down and make sure that you can get a handle on your financial situation and it will reflect what you're sure about, what you want in your future. 1-800-980-2215. Chris, what's coming up next? When we come back, we're gonna answer some questions for some listeners and take a look at some of those good questions and we'll break it down for you right after this. And welcome back to The Money Professor with Chris Longworth. I am Chrissy Paradis, your consumer advocate and joining me for this final segment of a show that has flown by is Chris Longworth, the principal at the Financial Education Group He has been a financial educator for over 10 years, and he's got over 45 years of business experience and acumen. Uh, Chris, this show has just really, it's been very enlightening. It's been a good round of information just based on some of the things currently that have changed in the last few years and things that people bring with questions when we do reviews and sit down. These are the really the most common things that are talked about and asked about. And Michael in Seattle has a great question here. Let's let's take care of him right now. Absolutely. Michael's question, he's, his father passed away last month and left his traditional IRA to Michael and his brother. Michael works full time and plans to retire in five years. His brother retired last year. He wants to know what, what are the payout options for this money? 
Chrissy, this is exactly what, what we're talking about in the CARES and the SECURE Act, is it changed the distribution options for inherited money. So traditional IRAs, remembering that Uncle Sam is your partner here, and so he wants his tax money. We used to be able to stretch these dollars out and make them last much longer, but currently we are now bound to a 10-year distribution. All monies must be distributed from this account within 10 years so that the IRS can collect all of its tax money within that period of time. And that has pushed a lot of people to uh, have to withdraw money, add it to their income, pushing them to a higher income tax bracket. So now they're paying higher income taxes and having to distribute this money all within the same year. The IRS is loving the tax revenue that this is creating. Chrissy, it's not about just income planning for your retirement. How about your parents and the money that you may inherit? That is going to have a dramatic effect upon you and how you look your retirement. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it it during that distribution time, you must add those dollars to your income. If you are still working and you're making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and you're having to distribute a five hundred thousand dollar account within a 10 year period, that's an extra fifty thousand dollars a year. You must add to your income and that may well push you to a higher tax bracket. That's kind of crazy to think about when you put it in those terms. Picture your parents' estate or or whatever they leave you. I mean, that that does put it into terms that feel very personal and feel different. You want to be responsible. You want to prior plan. Yeah, prior we used to be able to leave these accounts in place for a while or distribute them over our lifetimes, and it's uh, much easier. With tax some freedom? Bite, much, yeah, much much more control over what happens and when it happens. Because remember, good planning is all good timing. The timing of the events literally is going to dictate how much money you actually get to keep and spend. So when we used to be able to be in control of this time, it was much more profitable for the beneficiary to receive these dollars and use them a certain way. They could literally get a lifetime of benefit out of it. Well, that's been taken away. It's literally gone. So now these dollars must be distributed, taxes paid within a 10-year period. And depending upon how much that is, I mean, I have clients that come to me with million-dollar or more IRAs that have to be distributed over a 10-year period. And I simply ask them, well, that means $100,000 to you for the next 10 years. And I don't want to do that. Well, you don't have a choice. And so now you're making $300,000 a year in a family between mom who made 100,000, dad made 150,000. Now they've got to distribute $100,000 out of this million dollar account. You are in the highest tax bracket and the IRS is loving that. So proper planning early on will either help this situation, make it more affordable, make it more palatable, make it more economically feasible, or you're going to be a lot of pain and suffering as you distribute these dollars, and the majority of them will end up with, you know, Uncle Sam that, that you unintended. So typically that, again, taxes will be the most expensive part of a retirement income if it's not planned for properly. Absolutely. And we're, we're proud to be shedding light on a number of topics that folks are struggling with, maybe being taken advantage of, and or 
or trying to comprehend in practical terms as they're preparing to move into retirement. So if you want to get that complimentary financial roadmap that we were talking about put together with Chris, all you need to do is give us a call 800-980-2215. That's 1-800-980-2215. We've got another question for you from Jennifer in Mount Vernon. Jennifer says, I'm 64 and I was forced into early retirement because of COVID-19. I was planning to work until my full retirement age and my plan was in place to get me there. How can I readjust my plan to make sure I've got what I need going through retirement? And Jennifer, that is a great question. Uh, Chrissy, we have a lot of, of teachers and public servants that we work with every single year. Uh, we are blessed to serve four to 500 of them each and every year. This is an area that we literally have expertise in. So uh, because of COVID, it has literally been one of, one of the busiest segments of retirees is the teachers and public servants. Um, there's a few things that you need to know. And so depending upon the system that you're in and your, your pension uh, years of service, and what system you're in, there's a two and a three. We can sit down and take a look and do a complete review and find out exactly what your pension is going to pay you, exactly when you'll be able to access the maximum amount. And in, the, in most state pensions, they have a, an age of full benefit. And in Washington state, that is 65. So she really needs to wait until 65 to full, pull the full benefit. Otherwise, if you draw early, there is a penalty and it's 5% per year. Well, teachers' pensions are not known to be the largest of pensions, and so any loss, even 5%, can be painful economically. That can, that can change quality of life. So you really want to make sure that we have clear understanding of, did she use her deferred compensation? Were all of the puzzle pieces in place so that she could draw upon other income early? and not have to draw that pension. And then remembering that full age of Social Security income is now 67. So 67 is when she can then draw those benefits. So planning is really everything. The timing of all these events is certainly what we want to take a look at very, very closely. So Jennifer, give us a call. Be more than happy to go through this with you and, and really make it very, very plain and understandable for you so you know exactly what's going to happen and exactly what you can do and when you can do it. Absolutely. And Jennifer, that number is 800-980-2215. Chris, I know you're very passionate about working with public servants, with teachers. And so if anybody is listening right now that happens to be in a similar situation to Jennifer, take advantage of this opportunity to sit down with Chris, 1-800-980-2215. Um, We've got a question from John in Linwood. Uh, He says, hi, I'm currently 64 years old, retired, and I have two IRAs. One is a precious metals IRA account, and the other is a traditional IRA account. I would like to remove a portion from either of these IRAs and put it into a Roth IRA account. How would I do this for either IRA? Is it the same process for the traditional IRA and the precious metals IRA? And how much can be transferred into the Roth on any given year? So a couple questions. 
John, that's a that's a great set of questions. And so let's start with um, one bite at a time. Uh, precious metal IRAs are the same treatment tax wise as any other IRA. It's it's the designation of IRA, which is individual retirement arrangement. That is the governing set of rules that the IRS will use to to look at any account and, and give us the rules of what we can do within that account. It really doesn't matter whether it's precious metals, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities. It doesn't matter what the investment vehicle is. We simply have to follow the rules of distribution for that account. So that's the simple part. Can you remove a portion of either? Yes, you certainly can. And this is what we call conversion. So conversion is a process where we take money that is traditionally deferred, and we convert it through a process to make it tax-free. That's a Roth account. So that simply is pulling out a predetermined amount and transferring it over to a Roth account. We create a new Roth account. We transfer those dollars in. You then must claim that transfer amount, whatever that amount is. You claim it as income for that year. You pay your taxes to Uncle Sam for that amount. And you now have converted taxable money to tax-free money. And one of the things you have to remember, too, is you cannot pay the taxes out of the account. That is one that a lot of people that want to do conversions think that they can take their $100,000 deferred account and convert 70 and pay 30 of it to tax. That doesn't, IRS will not allow that to happen. That doesn't work that way. So you literally have to have the tax money available through some other, either in savings or a non-qualified account or some other account that you can draw from to pay those taxes on that conversion. The IRS also gives you some time to do that. Uh, At last look, they gave you three years to pay that bill. So whatever that conversion bill was for that amount that you converted, you can spread it out over a a couple of years. So again, it kind of eases the tax bite But Uncle Sam is trying to make it very easy for people to do this so that they can collect their taxes. Remember, the end of the day, Uncle Sam wants his money. He doesn't care how he gets it. He just wants to make sure they get it. So they have rules on how you can move and touch your money so that Uncle Sam is right there at every opportunity to collect what is due to them. So is there an amount that you can do? Well, currently, it's unlimited amounts can be converted. This is one of the, the backdoor Roth methods that used to be used. And this is for people that have uh, over the income limit of, of contribution or being able to contribute directly to a Roth account. There are income limits. And if you are over that limit, uh, there is a way that you can do this, and it is through conversion. So you can take a traditional account, make your contributions there, convert those dollars over to Roth, and through that process of conversion, you now have a Roth account. You cannot contribute to it directly, but you can through conversion. So again, it's a it's a it's a tricky process. We're happy to go through it with those who want to explore it. Absolutely. So if you want to take your individual circumstances at no cost and no obligation and sit down with Chris Longworth and the financial education group to figure out how much risk you're taking, the red flags, the pitfalls, and have that financial roadmap worked out for you to get you into the position that you 
want to be and and feel that you need to be, uh, Chris is going to be opening up a few extra appointments. So 1-800-980-2215. That's 800-980-2215. Get on the calendar and take that first step to just take a hold of your money and your retirement. Again, there's no cost, no obligation, and Chris is happy to break things down in terms that you would understand because he knows that I spent time in Las Vegas and he just and he helped me understand a lot of these topics that we've tackled today. Chrissy, it's really about helping folks understand that you know one of the one of the joys that we have is, is bringing people to the end of their working career is the fact that when you retire, you leave a lot of things a lot of things behind, right? The daily commute, the done, no more of that. Nagging bosses out the door. You don't have to listen to that no more, do we? And how about the coworker that just is, you know, on the other side of that cubicle making noise and burping and making all kinds of rude interruptions and you're just trying to get your job done? Well, you don't have that anymore either. But, but taxes, taxes, however, they're not left behind. Taxes are something that will remain in front of you and be front and center until you do something about it. So we're happy to help. Give us a call and let's have that conversation. And again, that number is 1-800-980-2215, 1-800-980-2215. And Chrissy, next week, we're going to talk about a couple different things. Let's talk a little bit more about that loss of options because of the SECURE Act and the CARES Act and how the loss of that stretch IRA affects people and the, the literally the hundreds of millions of dollars that are going to be collected over the next 10 years instead of spent by consumers. And then again, we'll go through the various types of investments that one can focus on and really bring some relevance to what a proper plan really should look like. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Chris Longworth is a certified financial education instructor and provides general information, not individually targeted, personalized advice, and is not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Chris Longworth is a licensed insurance agent in life and health products in 22 states. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through the financial education group. By contacting the financial education group, you may be provided with information regarding the purchase of insurance products.